0: Welcome back to Sentence Podcast. I'm your host, April, and I have Adam Nilsson on Zoom. Like always, one day, one day you will be here with me, not just Flatum, It'll be you. I mean,
1: I feel like we probably, probably could at this point. Yeah, we have, Because we hung I mean, we went to grid life together and yeah, we were in we,
0: close contact. You know, but had, it's like we, we did is, s- Yeah, we had some like Still just not sure about no, it, you know. I get it. Plus you're kind of busy. And if you're not in Des Moines on a Wednesday, it's kind of inconvenient. And you're not getting enough sleep yeah. the way it is. Yeah. So I, I, I it's, don't, it's I don't bless, but, but yeah, yeah. So
1: there's, there's wins and it loses on both sides,
0: unfortunately. So yeah, yeah, there is, but, but we've had a lot of wins. We've been, things have been going pretty good. All things considered. We had a nice long weekend. I, yes, I, I stayed super busy. Uh Jess Good. worked Jess worked three nights in a row. Which meant nice. she slept three days in a row as well. Which means I was nice. alone for three straight days, basically. <laughs> so I got that a lot of shit. I got a lot of shit done. We can kind of talk about that later though. But yeah, just hanging out in the Kangomoto Sports Studio. I think I haven't really plugged James in quite some time. He's been he's been busy in what would be the inferno of California right now. Yeah, hopefully he's hopefully he's like, old. I haven't talked to him in a few days. I think safe. I think he's alive, I hope. Gosh. I don't know California, so I don't know how close the fires are. I just know that the uh, Yeah, right? Like I just assume that California... Says California is big. It's, yeah, it's like it's, it's like half of Texas, so it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> you could drive the like, size of the southern states. So it's gigantic. It's freaking massive. But yeah, um but anyways, com. I've been using his articles since he's been doing them. Um, yeah, he's they're really insightful. They're the he's been writing for uh, Speed Secrets for um, Ross Bentley, so if you get those as well, it's a lot of the stuff that he writes on Speed Secrets. He writes his own separate article, and uses a lot of the same information. So, like the notes, how to take better track notes, that's been extremely helpful. Just some stuff to think about before you get on track. So, Sports dot com. As always, we like to support our friends, James. Anyways, Adam, yeah how would Should we you, open it up? Yeah. How do you feel about open it up? Which is presented by our friends, Booney and Max and, oh, sorry. Hold on. Screw things up already. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Booney over at factor fabrication, dot fabrication.com. If you can dream it, they'll make it. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, do you have things there right now or not yet? No, not yet. I'm, I'm dropping, dropping the Z off after, um, their last race of the season, so probably not till October. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so
1: this week, anyway, um, we're going to talk about something I've been trying to get time to talk about, but we haven't had time here lately. Uh, our Fantasy GP season. So uh, for those of you not in the know, Fantasy GP is like fantasy football, but for Formula One. Formula E. Uh, we have... We have our own little
0: um, league. Yep. And uh, I'm not doing well. I was. We should have done this a week ago. I wasn't first for many <laughs> weeks. And then we do this the one week I dropped down to third.
1: I think last week
0: kind of screwed everybody, though, didn't it? No, because uh, John and Alex went from like being behind me pretty comfortably. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, leapfrogged. Welcome to third place, loser.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you're. Out of the fight. No, I'm like... You're only nine points behind second. I mean, you're still up in there.
0: I'm on the podium. I mean, I'm like... Oh, shit. I'm the Lance Stroll of our podcast group. I'm
1: fucking 20th, so (laughs) I don't want to hear about
0: it. You know that's what you get for being so cocky last year about like oh, I don't no. even like Formula One, and I'm in. It was two years ago because last year I didn't do well either. Oh, that's right. We've been doing this for three years. I forgot. Yeah, this is the third year I've I've participated in
1: it. So uh, this year, my team choices have not been good, and the problem is so. Uh, so you get an amount of money you can spend uh, at the beginning of the year. I don't even remember what the amount is. Uh, and you got to pick million? three drivers and three teams, right? Yep. And, uh, and then drivers and teams are, are they have like an amount of money that they're worth based on, I think, kind of just like guesses for the season.
0: Yeah. So at the, at the beginning of the season. I'm kind of interested to know how they do that. So they, they almost treat it like a market value. So it's like the team's market value at the beginning of the season. So let's just say. At the beginning of the season, Mercedes was worth according to the league, like tw- there were a $20 million team. So you could, uh, I can tell you exactly what they were worth, 27, 27 million. So if you wanted to pick them, it was going to cost you from your purse or your uh, your bank or whatever, 27 million to have them on your team. And then depending on how they do, their value changes. So let's say you picked Ferrari at 18 million to start the season. And then they had the season that they're having. Their market value is probably like what nine. So, I so you lost. can't say
1: for sure. So
0: you either would have to stick with them, or you sell them for a loss, and then you ha- like just totally shoot yourself in the foot for the, re- the remainder of the season. So if you were like really good at this, you could pick teams that were projected to have like that had a smaller market value at the beginning of the season. So let's just say like a McLaren. Um, so let's say that they had a market value of well, I don't know like a fifteen million or whatever. I don't think these are real numbers. I'm just kind of pulling things for an example. But let's just say they're worth 15 million at the beginning of the season. They're projected like a you know like a, they're going to be fourth place, maybe fifth, sixth place. And then this season they've been doing pretty good. Their market value is going to be higher than 15 million, be closer to like you know 18, 19. So if you wanted to buy them low, sell them high, and then use that to buy a different team that you're projected to do well later, you could continue to, or you could just pick teams that you think are going to do well all season, just stick to them no matter what, like what I do. <laughs> So, in years past, I've just left it
1: alone because everybody that i I was uh talking to they would they would try and change, and that would end up just screwing them over yep so uh um right now I have of the things that are of the the market value versus the price paid for both the drivers and the cars of the six that I have, only one is worth more than I paid for it. All the rest of them have lost a pretty decent amount of value, which means that I can't really fix this.
0: No, no, that's that's just it. Like, you have to have a good start to the season or you're screwed. Yeah. Like, so, like, I all of mine are worth more than I bought them for with the exception of Mercedes. Mercedes is almost the same if maybe a little less, but yeah, it's so like, if I really wanted to start playing the game, I could, I could sell or uh, get rid of a, a yeah, I'll just pull up my team for, cause I don't really care. Yeah.
1: I, I have my team pulled up. It's
0: not good. Okay. So I mean, I don't, cause I'm doing so bad. I don't care. I have for the cars. I have Mercedes, Renault and alpha. Okay. So for mine, I had Mercedes, Red Bull and racing point and spent all my money on, on the team's, and spent less money on drivers. And obviously I picked Lando Norris because he's an international treasure. And then I picked Russell and Ocon. So every single one of them, so I bought that the beginning of the season Russell was worth three and a half million. His market value is five and a half. Norris was seven and a half. Market value of nine. Ocon uh seven with a market value of eight. And then racing point was price paid was eight and a half, market value twelve and a half. Yeah, so Mercedes is the only one that's dropped for me. So it's twenty seven was what I paid. Market value is twenty five five. So every, yeah, so I've, I've had a I had a good start to the season and then just kind of stuck with them.
1: So I spent my money on Mercedes. Obviously, I spent quite a bit there, and then I spent quite a bit on Albon.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that was a
1: mistake which which hasn't really <laughs> panned out. He's, for he's me. had he's had it's a funny rough year. Albon by himself was worth more than Renault or Alfa were yeah so and then usually what I do with my drivers because I think the way that they score them um, is like they get points for for passing and stuff like that right yeah, yeah. so like if they if they uh, qualify tenth but they finish fifth that's a I mean you're gonna get a decent number of points for them that way because they passed a bunch of people
0: that's why Russell so worth- my that's why russell that? that's why george russell is worth what he is is because he'll he'll qualify in like you know 18th place but he'll finish in like 14th or or 13th regularly right
1: so so my uh, driver thoughts were to try and get drivers who were who in the past have been good drivers, but aren't on necessarily good teams, so their cars aren't going to be fast. They're not going to qualify well, but because they're good, talented drivers, they'll take advantage of the situations that they're given, and hopefully they'll pass people. So I have Raikkonen and Ricardo.
0: Good, good choices That's not for worked that. Out well for me either. Yeah, I, I understand the theory, and uh, those would have been good drivers for that choice. But yeah, no, they haven't. I mean, Ricardo's yeah. had done pretty good as in in reality, not so much in fantasy. So Ricardo's the only thing that's worth more. Yep. That's... Actually Renault's worth a half mil more than I
1: paid for him too, I guess. But R- Ricciardo's worth was or I paid eight, he's worth nine.
0: That sounds so, right.
1: So and then Renault I paid eleven, they're worth eleven five now.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it hasn't been a good year for me, and and uh, honestly, I started slipping behind, and then I started losing interest,
0: and I don't think that I have put in predictions for the last two races. Which it's that that's usually only a, a small amount of points, but yeah, like let's say right now, you know, right. I'm, but I'm when you have a real shit team, <laughs> twenty points if you get them right is a uh, it adds up quick.
1: Yeah. So like the last race, the uh. The points for Italy. I scored sixty-one points in Italy.
0: That's bad. When the top score was like real bad two twenty-five or something. Two (laughs) nineteen. A little off pace there. Yeah, so Yeah. So yeah, like an Alex Albon would have been pretty good market value to start the season. A Sebastian Vettel would have been pretty good market value. Leclerc would have been good market value. So Man, if you if you, if you spent money on those, Ferrari
1: or, or Ferrari drivers, I really feel bad for you. Yeah,
0: I, I I didn't in any situation, so I couldn't tell you exact numbers on like where to start and where they're at now. But probably not good. You might have been able to pick no. them up later in the season and not being hurting so bad. But yeah, if you started the season with Ferrari, yeah, you're you're you kind of should they even finish either car last weekend? They did not. Yeah. Not good, man. No, they're they're not having a good season. While I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and put in predictions for this weekend. <laughs> Screw it. I'm hoping I win. I had a funny bit that I wanted when's, to... When's the race? Sunday. Before the show releases? Yeah, this will re- release like two hours after that race is done. All right. So I'm going to guess Hamilton wins. And qualifies first.
1: I'm going to... Yep, and he'll get pole. I'm going to go ahead and just... Put this out there for the world because they they can't copy me. It'll be out after the show comes yep, out. Yep. Too late. Uh, Who do I think is going to get second? Let's see here. I put for staff.
0: Uh, you, you're what's not that? you're not predicting another another wild race.
1: Well, that's not where uh, the the safe bet is where you get the points, Robbie.
0: I understand that's the and it only worked out. Uh, last week. Was the only week it really didn't work for me. Is, so if you, has if Norris
1: you, been doing good this year?
0: Yeah. Yeah, McLaren's like – they they finished second and fourth last week. Uh, Land, Lando third. got fourth. I appreciate that. I, I'm I, even i a big fan, and I still don't put him up there.
1: <laughs> I don't think he's quite there for second, but yeah. I think
0: he's got third in him. I put Verstappen and
1: then uh, Botas. Yeah, I think Verstappen's going to take second.
0: And then fastest of the weekend. Who's been doing that good this year? It's been consistently somebody different every week. Damn it. Because like it it comes down to strategy. It's like, yeah, someone will throw soft tires on with 10 laps to go and set a fastest lap. Right, lineup. just because it's worth a couple of points. one po- Yeah, and no, it's worth an extra championship point. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go for Ricky because uh, he's too, my actually. man right now. He's the only, he's the only one who's done me
1: any good. Uh, safety cars, let's just say one safety. You know what? They don't ever race here, do they? Ooh, no, they don't. This is Magello or Mugello or whatever. Yeah, Mugello. So let's go with two safety cars. And then Gasly's going to finish top six. That's my guess. I hope so. I picked seventh to ninth, but all right, we're saving them. Bam! Our our predictions there it is.
0: predictions are in. Predictions are in. We'll see what happens. Yeah, if you were if you were a smart fantasy player, you would have bought Gasly a week or two ago. When he was valued low, there's no way you could have guessed the last weekend's race, though. Somebody, no way. somebody in Sweden predicted the final uh, podium, and they won a hundred and sixteen thousand to one bet. They put like twenty cents down and got thirty three thousand so dollars. So somebody in Sweden predicted it.
1: But I'll, dude, how many other bets
0: did he have? Like a hundred. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: He didn't, that's <laughs> not his only bet. He wasn't rolling the dice on that one. If he had 20 cents in on it, he, no, he he has, he has a certain amount of money he spends on every race and he just bets all of it.
0: Yep. No, I got friends that do that with MMA. They'll, they'll go through the app and like do a bunch of bets for like different, different scenarios. And right. then, uh, you know, some pay out, some don't. And if you, yeah, if you parlay and have a, a handful of different ones, right. You get more money, but that's yeah. a real popular thing for like, um, the Super Bowl too, isn't it? Sports in general, sports betting is a multi-multi million or billion dollar industry. Yeah, I remember when we were in
1: Vegas for SCCA uh, convention that we had that Uber driver that was asking us questions about uh, sports betting in Iowa.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a do thing. You here remember too. that? Yeah, it's not because he not... was
1: like trying to make an app or some
0: shit. Yep. Yeah, I mean you, you can do it from your phone right now. There's apps for yeah. It. Weird. No, I, th- I thought it was crazy that people were sitting like that, that room that was just sports betting, and people were sitting there watching computer screens of just numbers. They weren't watching the games. No one gives a shit about the games. They're just watching the numbers. No. <laughs> it's like just like watching math problems play out. But hey,
1: there's probably, I mean, I, I could see you getting the same
0: amount of entertainment out of that as you do out of slot machines, but I don't get slot machines. So, slot machines is where you just throw away money. That's, that's, that's where, yeah. that's where the house wins like big time. Yeah. That's a money making machine. Guaranteed. It's a license for them to print money at your expense. Right. Guaranteed money. Yep. For them. Oh yeah. House that's always the, wins. I, I had There's a, no
1: way they can't
0: win. I had a friend in they college. They know
1: what they're going to do.
0: Right. I, I had a friend in college who was an accountant and he interned at, what's the big one in Minneapolis? Uh, I don't have any idea. Whatever. Big casino in Minneapolis, like the big one. And he interned there and he goes, no, seriously, dude, the house always wins. You shouldn't go to a casino. (laughs) It's just like actually getting to see the numbers. It just mind blowing. We should start a casino. (laughs) (laughs) Then we could pay for all the stuff that we're trying to do. If only that was a way we, or if only there was a way that that was a possibility. That would be great. Be the ten tenths casino where everybody bets the max all the time car themed casino I'm in that would probably be fine. we we could have like racing watch parties and you could have part of part of that be be like the bets be great, everyone love it yeah we get motorsports all the time on t v yeah then we could we could we could put it next to my uh country club racetrack when I have all the money in the well, world obviously. Yeah. So then I could buy Greenwood Roadway down here in Iowa and just have my big casino and my country club and my racetrack. Everybody wins. That's the dream. If I won the lottery, not really the casino part, but the other part, I would make that happen. Yeah. That, that's my retirement plan. That and I think, a Buffalo Farm. I think
1: Buffalo Farm? <laughs> Hell what? yeah.
0: That's the dream, man. A Buffalo Farm. I can't imagine there's money in Buffalo Farms. There is. Buffalo is $11 a pound.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, but how many people buy it?
0: People with taste? It's delicious. It's so much Rich better. Rich people, because it's $11 a pound. It's a delicacy, Adam. You can get it at Costco. Really? Yeah, that's in the freezer section. It's got two big packets. Oh. I didn't know that. They're still, it's still I've expensive been there, been to too. Costco. But. You haven't been to Costco?
1: No, I don't there 's not a Costco near me robbie that 's like wildly out of my way to get to the
0: nearest Costco. Well, next time you come here, we could do the podcast. We could go to Costco and it'll it's blow your an mind hour drive away from my house to get to the nearest Costco. You can borrow my cooler it's fine you 'll fill up your van and just go all the way back and just have all the food i don 't own a van yet, Robbie. Fill the blazer it 'll change your life you it 's like a family vacation. You just go there samples, there's there's shit everywhere, and the kid's just having a great time. It's like a family vacation, he <laughs> it, says. It, oh, t- you t- next, when, when you get done with the podcast, ask Katie, like, how would you feel about going to Costco? She'd be super
1: pumped. I bet she would. not I bet she'd roll <laughs> her eyes at me. No way, dude. Like she does every
0: other suggestion I make for her. Oh, Let's, let's make a bet on this. What's the bet? <laughs> I don't know. I wish like I wish I wish we could make a bet on this and have it be interesting. But we can't. I think you spent too much time thinking about casinos already. I did. All my all my betting ideas are out the window already. I don't know, I'm too tired. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Anyways, this uh rant about my casino and buffalo farming uh endeavors for when I when I become rich and famous or just rich. I don't want to be famous, I just want to be rich. Um this is brought to you by factory fabrication. Right? Our, our best buddy Booney. i will be i had a dream that i wanted a cage in my z and that's not what they do but that's what they do now so if you uh need a roll bar or a cage i dreamed it they'll build it uh if you actually need like hand railings or like for fancy furniture or any sort of like metal custom fabrication or wood for custom fabrication back fabrication.com boom damn
1: Rob, you've got stuff yeah, to got, talk about. Yeah, a couple of things. Why don't you start?
0: We'll just bounce back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole heck of a lot. So did I mention that I gutted the Z already?
1: I don't remember. I don't think that you did because I think you had done that right before we talked to uh, Karen. Uh, to Karen. And so we didn't talk about any of that sort of stuff on the show.
0: Okay, so... After grid life, we, I had made the decision that it's time for the Z to get serious about being ready for like GLTC or road racing or, you know, something. So came home and immediately stripped the car, got all the interior pulled out, you know, windows out, everything, uh, dash, uh, you know, I was in there just deciding like, you no, know, AC, these components are for uh, climate control. That just goes in the pile. Um, you know, carpet in the pile just just all that shit that I didn't need so my my plan was to just gut it I talked to Booney. he was all for having me drop it off they'll he'll finish the cage for me um basically just decided you know I want NASCAR bars and make basically be like WRL legal is where I want my cage to be uh, that's my thought process I got to double check and make sure I have everything I need for the any potential series I would put it in Obviously, GLTC would be kind of the main focus, but it'd be nice to have it be legal in other other uh, sanctioning bodies. And I'm assuming if it's GLTC legal, it's probably legal in most everything else that it would possibly go in.
1: I wish that that was like... I wish that there was like a sanctioning body that's like, if you build your cage to this, you're good for everybody. That'd be great. You know, it's it seems like... I mean, I understand because I know some of the stories of that we're not going to discuss on the podcast. That that's just not realistic. Nope. but I wish that they could just work together a little bit because it would be for the better of all of everybody
0: involved. When it, yeah, when it comes to safety, I don't know why you, that that shouldn't be a problem. It should. Everyone should just kind of be on the same page. For, yeah, you know, but obviously, even dealing with TT like uh um like mid of TT's. Views on the safety requirements don't necessarily match up with the SECa, which don't necessarily match up with NASA or any other. Like, so it's just it's just kind of yeah. Everyone just kind of, especially they're all close. They're close, and and yeah, like a TT level, you have different ideologies. So, like our view is that it's a little bit closer. Our rules allow it to be closer to road racing than Track Night in America, for example, and that bothers people because they don't want to put the safety in that would be closer to road racing. They want to have Halfway there, in my opinion, which I would argue is much un, much more unsafe. But I'll get off my soapbox. But anyways, uh, <laughs> not the time and place. No, Robbie. it's not. It's not. So I, I just planned on having it be as legal as possible for multiple series. So just kind of overbuild it, if anything. And I'll I'll work with Booney on that. So I didn't want to have um a car that couldn't have windows at all. Cause like I'm not going to buy an enclosed trailer. It's just not in the budget for next year. If I do all the things that I'm planning on doing. So I gotta, gotta be able to trailer this and not have it just fill up with water. Like it, like let's say, you know, if we were coming back from Alpine horizon and had this oh car God. with no windows, it would have been just a foot of water, maybe more. So I spent Saturday, I think it was Saturday, um, building these brackets that make it so that all I can do, for two bolts on either side, all I have to do is, you know, one 10 millimeter bolt on front and back and it's out. So it basically just connects to the, I don't know, it's got like a really weird, um, window mod, uh, window regulator holding thing. So it's a like brackets, um, bolted to this metal piece that gets bolted to the door. So it's got like 10 bolts all the way around. So I take all that crap off, throw it away. And then just take my glass and then just have these brackets that attach in on two different bolts on the outside edge and then just lines up exactly where I want it and have it seal in a good, good place. So the passenger side took, Oh God, took forever. So I went to Lowe's and I thought I knew what I wanted. So I was going to have a, a brace that went all the way across, kind of just attach everything. And just have a spacer just to kind of hold it where it needs to be. I started working on it, started cutting the piece. I'm like, this sucks. And I just threw the whole thing away. <laughs> like literally three hours into the project, just the whole thing's in a pile. I'm like, oh,
1: that's so frustrating to have to do something like that. Cause
0: I, I had committed to it. I thought this was going to work. And about three hours into the project, I'm like this looks like shit. It doesn't line up the way I want it to. This isn't what I want. So then I'm kind of like digging through the, like I got, I got just like totes of just stuff. Cause I'm, I'm kind of a hoarder when it comes to this random thing. I'm like I could use this later. So I have these metal shelving um, bracket things. I don't know where I got them, but somebody gave them to me like, Hey, do you want these? Yeah, I can figure out something to do with them. So I'm looking at them. I'm like, this is kind of malleable. Like I, I could work this. So I like tear them all apart and start bending the brackets into, into place using, <laughs> using my vice and like a, like a pliers and just kind of bending it, lining it up, bending it, cutting it. I'm like, okay, that's, that's about right. Drilled some holes lined up perfectly. I mean, uh, driver's side took a couple hours and then the or the passenger side took a couple hours and the pa- driver's side went a lot faster because i knew the dimensions and stuff of what i wanted I had to go and kind of mimic it and mirror it on the other side
1: so yeah it's if, always the first
0: side that's the hardest yep so i mean it it seals pretty good i think if i get caught in a horrible rainstorm it's going to leak or if i'm like spraying on it with a hose directly on the seal of the window it's going to leak a little bit but as long as it keeps most of the water out. still going to hold most of it out. I mean, it's a race car that, you know, yeah, I'm not overly concerned. I just wanted to keep the majority out. Right. And it's, it's pretty solid in there. And, uh, yeah, I just have to, uh, remove a bolt on the front side and the back side and pull the window out. And if I want to put it back in, I just kind of set it in there. And then it's got little braces on the bottom so that you can set it on the braces, grab your bolts and then lift one side and then the other to get exactly where it needs to be. So about five minutes to get both windows in or out. So it's so not too bad though. No, I'd say all things considered. That's then reasonable. Cause I want to do something real quick and easy. And I wanted to use like pins or something, but decided that, you know, the brackets already had, um, metric like rib nuts in them for lack of a better term. It's not really rib nuts, but they had, you know, built in nuts in them. So I was like, well, I just, I already have the bolts. Just make the brackets work for that. So I spent all day doing that and, I think it seals up really great. It doesn't have the fancy feature anymore when you close it that the window goes up because, like, when you open your door, oh. I, when you open the door on the Z, oh yeah, yeah, because you don't have a, a window frame. No, no frame. So like, when I open the door, it, okay. drop, it drops down a little bit, and then when you close it, it goes zoop, and it brings it up. Yeah, I lost that. Yeah, my TT did that too. Oh, no, fancy and shit. Yeah. Who cares? No. Now it's just it's just there. But this this way, I can at least. Function on an open trailer. That was most of my yeah. most of my day. And then the the not so fun part of my weekend was that I learned the hard way that Nissan runs all of their electronics and their signals from the ECU through the climate control module before it gets to the cluster. So when you go through and say I don't need this, snip. Uh, it turns out you do, unless you want to run like a race dash, which I really don't want to do at this point because of my shoestring budget. Right. <laughs> Cause right. I, Cause it's, it's a stock Z. I just, I just need to have just basic shit and I'm, I'm going to, I want to run a oil temp gauge and I don't need a race dash for that and everything else already is on the dash that I already need. So between that and my apex pro, I, I'm fine for now yes, it'd be great to have a $2,000 data logger, but that's not really, not really where the money's going to be spent for a while. Oh, no,
1: it seems a little silly. <laughs>
0: yep. So, so I, I got in there, I cut the, basically the entire harness for the radio, all that stuff got just snipped and thrown away. Um, anything that went to the doors, that got snipped and thrown away. Anything with the climate control. And then, uh, the yaw sensor which i was told i read I had, I had conflicting in places online that said it was just for the uh, dynamic system so if you cut this out your vds is not going to interfere ever uh, that also means your abs doesn't work so that got cut out and thrown away too so um not really worried about that cuz i don't i don't need that i'm am I'm stubborn that way i'm con- you hope you hope no, I I don't, I don't have ABS. I can tell you right now, I do not have ABS. I I went for a test drive. ABS is gone. So that just means that I pulled out the ABS module, threw that away too, because I'm stubborn. And if I needed a, like factory ABS, will not make me ha- make me faster on track. So that's that's thrown out the window. If uh, I'm making mistakes on flat spotting tires, it's because my driving is poor, and I need to be a better driver. I'm very stubborn that way. I don't need a nanny. <laughs> so I hope you're right. No, 240, the 240 doesn't have ABS, and the uh, now the Z doesn't have ABS, and I I really Formula One drivers don't need ABS. It's fine, and they crash all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing. I well ABS will not make me faster. If anything, it's going to interfere. On from a factory Z, if I, if I want to go down the route of getting ABS, I would. I'm going to be way better off getting an aftermarket one.
1: Apparently, this uh, I think E46 BMW Bosch kit is what everybody's doing these days. That's a good one. I don't. Know. I guess it's like short of spending like eight or nine grand on a Bosch Motorsports grade ABS. That's the that's the next best option. That's crazy. Now nah, just I'll just learn to learn to brake. It's like it's like I want to say somewhere between the thousand and fifteen hundred dollar.
0: Range to get all the sensors and and all the things that you need for it, so yeah, I' just run without it. They make a little block that you can replace the a b s uh, module at the at the brake booster as well. that's only like two hundred bucks, so if I go that all the way to completely deleting it, that's what I'll do, but right now I'm just all the all the electronics are deleted, but
1: more so I don't know if it's a
0: problem in the 350, but I
1: know the 370Z suffers from this thing that called ICE mode, which is a braking issue that I don't really truly understand uh, because I don't have to. Yep.
0: But it's if if I, were, if I were in your shoes, I would at least make sure that's not going to be an issue. I think that was an issue if you like disabled uh, the VDS and, but still had everything connected. So I know that, like, that, that that was, like, part of it, too. Like, there are places saying, like, well, if you just, dis, you know, you can have, you can wire in a switch to your VDS uh, or, like, the yaw sensor. Is that the factory stability control? Yeah. So you could, you could wire in a uh, – like, people were wiring in switches to their yaw sensor. So you could just kill, put a – basically, a kill switch to your yaw sensor. But it would still have all the other ABS stuff in there, and that would throw a signal that would throw them into ice mode. So – I think by delete, by literally throwing the entire ABS module and the yaw sensor and all that crap and just literally just throwing that all out of the car, I don't really have anything that could send it into ICE mode. Okay. So, Or we'll find out the hard way that I did that wrong too. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's deleted. But, uh, yeah, it was really weird that the climate control had to have all the signals from the ECU before it goes to the cluster. So that had to be wired back in. And that was what. So so did your climate control system have to stay then? No, just this like two ounce box had to be wired back in. But of course it's like 50 freaking wires. Oh, okay. So pulled the whole harness out and then just kind of threw away anything that I wasn't using and then added the that module back in. So I'll be tucked up in the dash. See, so, yeah, I don't need any of the cl- actual climate control stuff. I just need this little box that, uh, it's the box that connects to the, the knobs for, for turning your, your, uh, fans on and stuff. So, Weird. yeah. So fans don't need to be connected to it. Uh, the knobs don't need to be connected to it. You just have to literally run the wires through the box before it gets to the cluster. Otherwise you don't have like miles per hour, or RPM or, Literally anything, it's just it's just a dead cluster.
1: <clears throat>
0: That's so, so obnoxious and strange, though. Yep. So I spent uh, this would be Monday. So I spent Monday basically pulling the harness apart and then uh, rewiring those back in. And I told myself I'd give myself one shot. If like, I mean, it's just uh, all I need to do is match up wires. If I can't get that right on one shot, or at least you know a day just say fuck it throw it away and get some sort of data like some sort of dash like an obd2 dash because the obd2 sensors or the, the that part worked the only thing that wasn't working was a cluster so i could just get some sort of obd2 display and get all the information that i needed but it worked on first try so now I just, i'm waiting on my loom to show up so i can make it a little prettier but i don't know everything ran fine the cluster worked So I didn't, you know, I didn't burn to the ground. So at least I got that going for me. Took it out for a test drive. Um, you know, just, just around the block. So I could verify that I absolutely did not have ABS. And sure enough, I did not. I just slammed on the brakes and slid in the gravel and yep. Okay. There we go. All right then. Yeah. We'll give it, we'll give it the old college try next, next uh, spring. Once it's all back together. Yeah. That's, that's, that's been my, adventures just kind of learning what type of weird goofy electronic stuff uh Nissan's done Didn't uh, didn't you buy something else for that car too Oh yeah yeah I don't have a picture of it Uh so there was a I was kind of I wanted a a real limited slip for you know forever And it's and the 240 I think with being like smaller tires it doesn't and maybe it's just set up a different way that it just it not quite as noticeable in a negative way having a shim diff so driving it like around the paddock or on track it's just it, that one seems a little bit more predictable but in the z it felt like it was just a locked and it probably doesn't help it have rs3s on it still but it just felt not great so one guy had a, a Tomy uh of the t-tracks um clutch pack limited slip one and a half way. He wanted like a third of the, it was a third of the price of a new one. It only had like a thousand miles on it. And he was a friend, friends with Ben Solom. So I, I texted him. I was like, Hey man, you know, I'm obviously not going to drive to Fargo for this, but you know, do you know this guy? And Ben's like, yeah, man, he's good shit. All right. So I sent him a message. I was like, Hey man, you know, what's the best you can do? Ship that to Des Moines. He gave me a fair price. I'm like, all right, I'll send you some PayPal. So and I didn't get screwed over. I got tracking the next day. And I really appreciate that because getting fucked, Sweet. Over, getting fucked over. It's on, a fucking roll of the dice anymore. Yeah, you know? on Facebook Marketplace, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to get screwed over if you don't go meet them. But him, I, yeah. I said that to him too. I was like, Ben, Ben, vouch for you. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the money not as a friend. I'm gonna send it as a an item that I'm buying from you, so I'll pay the fees. So if it doesn't show up, I can at least file a complaint with PayPal and get my money back. But yeah, I got, I got the, uh, um, tracking the next day. It'll be here to Thursday tomorrow. Or if you're listening to Sunday or or whenever the hell you're listening to it, it'll be, I should have it already. So now I'll get to figure out what what it feels like to have an actual limited slip in a vehicle, which I'm really excited about. So I don't, I'm not going to have time to throw it into, (laughs) into the pumpkin inside the 240 just to do it. So it's going to, it's going to sit until I decide to put it in, the idea is to put it in the Z, but it could go in either one. You just got to figure out a way to make that quicker. There's the swap thing, Siki makes a a quick diff swap. They're like fourteen hundred bucks a pop, and I would need two. And you just got to figure <laughs> out how to make it, so that, or
1: just get really good at swapping them between your two cars. It's it's really not that bad. It's and uh, then you. I mean, you're going to know ahead of
0: time what you're going to be doing,
1: and uh, yes, just uh, switch
0: the only thing i would need to do would be to drill out the flange so that i can run either drive shaft but honestly no it would i could knock that out after work i mean you're not <laughs> going to be Dalton anytime soon you're not going to
1: you know be registering both cars for the same events so who cares yeah
0: i no it's fine i've done that before where i swap parts between cars these between these two between events so i mean it's a diff would be kind of a pain just because it would take a few hours, but I get good at it. That's the key. Yep. Yeah. Just if you if you break shit or have to re, have to replace it enough times, you get good at it. So swapping out a diff after every event, I could do that. Would you have to
1: worry about uh, alignment? No.
0: No, that doesn't affect any of that. Okay, I didn't know how involved that gets into it. No, so. it's the axles are on U joints, so I mean it's. Oh Okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's not bad at all. It's yeah. So it's six bolts on either axle, four bolts on the drive shaft and two bolt or four bolts, three bolts, three bolts holding the diff pumpkin into the chassis. So, I mean, it's honestly not bad. It's like, uh, probably three different wrench sizes and two different, uh, socket sizes. That would be really hilarious if you actually started doing that shit,
1: (laughs) slopped them back and forth between (laughs) events. That would be really funny to me.
0: Just buy one limited slip so I don't have to buy two.
1: That would be the ultimate like Ravi cheapskate thing though. Like it wouldn't even be surprising to me if you did that.
0: I'm I I can't argue with that. I mean I would do it. (laughs) Uh, Why do I need two for? That's why I bought this that's why I got the same diff in both cars. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't even. It wouldn't even be that weird. Well, it's it's honestly crossed my mind because, like, I don't have a plan to have the Z done next year. Like, like I'm just kind of, I have time, so I'm working on it now. But the intent, right? With, the intent is to ro- drive the Porsche next year and the 240 and TT, and then, and then Josh has mentioned that if he does any endurance racing, that I'd be on the list of people he'd want to go with him. So I. Realistically, I probably won't even drive the Z on track next year. You know, I said that this year, but, we'll but yeah, I got so many options of things that it wouldn't surprise me if the Z doesn't see any real track time next year. Assuming that I do time trials with the 240, so it's crossed my mind to just throw it in the 240 and leave it there for ne- for time trials until I have the the Z ready to go. So, I might kind of do that. Uh
1: we're all assuming that we're going to have this under control and we're going to have a season
0: that's more normalized next year. That's that is also the assumption, um, which is t- that, or we're going to take the American route and just say, fuck it. Normal, fuck it. No matter what normal season. And I, and I think let's just I, do this. I, 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 we're not going to get political or anything like that, but like, I think 2021, everyone's just going to kind of say, well, 2020 was a shit show. We're just gonna move forward regardless, and I think that's probably what's gonna be. Yeah, that's no matter no yeah. matter no matter what. I think that 2021 is gonna be a normal year, regardless of anything else. So we'll see how that. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think the schedules are gonna come out, and people are gonna say, "You know, we we did it last year. These are the dates. We're not changing them." So yeah we'll see yeah it's who knows it's a weird world yeah that's that's (laughs) putting it lightly so yeah I've been oh so yeah then my eBay page is full of just interior bits and other things that I'm selling to finance the other things that I'm buying so I can stay my bank account can stay happy for a little bit just kind of just planning my my expenses over the next year so it's yeah if you need kind of beat up interior parts for z's check out my eBay page <laughs> fair enough but yeah that's all that's all I got just kind of tinkering on the z nothing too dramatic okay well, you? I've got a
1: handful of things to talk about as well, I guess, yeah, so uh. To start with, since it seemed to be so interesting to a surprisingly large number of you guys, let's talk about my RC car uh, shenanigans real quick hell yeah uh, so here a couple weeks ago we were up at my um, my girlfriend's uh, mother and her new husband's house and across the street from his house there was um, is like a city lot right. And they have a bunch of piles of loose gravel, and uh, we discovered that you can race up these. You can get a get a good running start at it, and you can just fly straight up these piles and right off the backside. And then the thing <laughs> just goes sailing, and it was pretty sweet. So that's what we were doing. And uh, I'm still not very good at keeping which way you twist the
0: wheel on the side of the remote control. Um oh, wait, to turn wait, wait. left or right? Yeah, wait, wait. So I've i I've only done like the really cheap like two double, oh, yeah. so double mine sticks. Mine doesn't
1: have the two control like two sticks like a like a video game does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is the one where it looks more like a gun and you have a trigger for uh throttle. Yep, and you squeeze it to go forward, and you push it uh, towards the front of the remote for what they call braking, because it actually does do some sort of electric uh, motor braking. And then um, you can also uh, do it again to go in reverse. And then there's a wheel on the side of the remote control that you twist left, or, uh, twist forward and backward to turn left and right.
0: So forward is left, backwards right. I think so. (laughs) I guess that's that's see. This is the
1: problem. I get this confused all the time, and I. uh, But when what's really bad, what I really struggle with getting uh, uh, grips
0: with is when it's coming towards me. Oh, so it's opposite.
1: Yes, and so I inevitably turn the wrong way every time. And I did that shortly after jumping off of something, and I ran into the base of the city water tower. Dang it! And I broke. So when I when I fixed the one uh, um, spindle on the front. I only, when I broke the one, I only replaced the one. I didn't replace the other side that was still plastic. And I hit the water tower and broke that one too. And so this weekend when I was at my dad's house, uh, we finally drug it out of, um, the blazer and Brought it into my dad's shop and I replaced that side. And in the process of it, I realized that I bent some of the pins that hold the front <laughs> suspension together. Uh, and I also bent the tie rods for the steering in Good the front. Brief pretty badly. (laughs) (laughs) So thankfully I had a few extra of those pins that I bent and I had already purchased much thicker upgraded, um, uh, tie rods, steering tie rods. And, uh, so I just replaced all that stuff. And so I still have not replaced, but I own upgraded, uh, control arms lower control arms for the front uh everybody kept telling me don't buy the aluminum ones you want them to flex a little bit uh but if you want upgraded ones uh they both traxxas and this company called rpm make upgraded but still plastic uh control arms so i own those but i haven't broken the ones that are on the truck so i figure i'm not gonna bother yet
0: is that the only (laughs) thing you have uh, is that the only thing you haven't broken yet for the suspension?
1: Uh on the front end. I haven't broke <laughs> like I haven't broke like shocks yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is absolutely a possibility. And they make upgraded shock bodies with thicker um pistons and rods so that you
0: don't bend those. Are the uh are the are the um the oh, shit what's the word I'm looking for? Not the spring. The actual hydraulics like is that actually a valved um. Yeah, dude, it's a full bore shock. It, it <laughs> operates exactly
1: like a real car does. In fact, uh, I was talking to Dusty about it and he told me that that was where he learned uh, the voodoo black magic art that is shock tuning. Yep. And uh, it's so real. And so serious, and those the, the racers of these RC cars are so serious about it that you can buy different viscosities of oil <laughs> to change the way that those shocks react. And they're they are built exactly like a car on a small scale,
0: yeah, as well as probably, yeah, let's say it's a simple enough system, it's just scaled down, right? Huh. And oh, um,
1: it has it's it's a coil on shock like legit coil over it has the coil over collars on it like you can move them up and down on the on the shock you can move the springs a little bit and stuff like that and you can get different spring rates and uh it comes with s- spring spacers so that you can have a little bit of preload and like dude it's it's out of control <laughs> it's wild so um But, yeah, so far I haven't broken anything in the back yet. That's good. So the next upgrade uh, that's going to be down the road, there's the central chassis. And then there's, like, skid plates and and bash bars and stuff that bolt all the way around it. And those are getting pretty beat up. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm going to have to replace those. Are those just plastic, too? Yes. Okay. And then uh, the back of it has what they call a wheelie bar. It's just a a hard plastic bar, but they make like a real one that has a wheel on it. And I kind of need that in my life. Well, yeah, obviously. Because if that will allow me to ride out my wheelies, that would be the best day in the world. Yeah. So that's probably going to get purchased in the somewhat near future. That
0: sounds like an excellent Christmas or birthday present for Logan.
1: And for myself, exactly. I've already exactly. accepted the fact that exactly. all of these things are for me and not for him.
0: <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> When's he getting so, his own? <laughs> well, so I actually,
1: I was talking to Dusty because I kind of really, the, so the, the, the gravel piles made me really want the four wheel drive one. Cause if you remember when we, we talked to, when I talked to Dusty about the remote control things, he said that in order to do the flips, reliably yep. make them easier to do you need one of the one of the uh four-wheel drive cars that's also um the lithium ion battery packs and their upgraded engines because uh the change in momentum that uh, rapidly that the that the four-wheel drive and that fancy engine will allow you is what spins the truck to get it to roll and flip in the air and i really desperately want to do that <laughs> and so i'm already looking at buying a new one because there's really no good way to upgrade my two-wheel drive one to a four-wheel drive one so i think i'm just gonna buy another
0: one i like it that'll be fun that's where i'm at in my life right now i think we're gonna have to bring you out you and logan out to my place and build some ramps like a like jump shit in my yard
1: yeah just do silly stupid stuff yeah we got we, we got all sorts absolutely. of stuff out here man
0: Absolutely. So, um uh,
1: but yeah, uh, one of my battery packs is shot, so I need to buy another one of those, which is kind of a bum <laughs> deal. I don't know what happened to it. I think I maybe just left
0: it plugged in and I Uh-oh. ruined it. Maybe that's how it happened. I'm not really sure. At least you didn't do it to a car battery like me. This it really should, should be that's cheaper to, fix to start than a fire. Mine. Yeah, makes your whole garage like rotten eggs when you really do it. Yeah, that too, I'm sure. So, yeah, so yours is probably a little easier to or cheaper to replace than my brand new Odyssey.
1: Uh, well, the I mean, <laughs> brand new Odyssey, sure, but like a regular car battery, they're not that far off, honestly.
0: Yeah. I think they're like 60 or 70 bucks. I think Dusty needs to give you a, like a a frequent flyer discount or something. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like a friendly 10 Tents podcast discount. So, uh, yeah, that kind of sucked. Yeah, but that's not good. It is what it is. Let's have like so. a safety equipment thing on there that automatically. Because my trickle charger automatically. Maintains. So I
1: think if you buy the fancy, so I, I have like the cheapest charger. Oh. Uh, and they have a fancy charger, and I think if you have the fancy charger, that it would it does do
0: that. Damn it! Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because like a car... But I haven't just, spent the money on that yet. Yeah. Just like a car, you can get a $30 battery charger or a $180 battery charger. <laughs> and I have like the $120 car charger. Yeah, of course.
1: Because I needed one that did 12 and 6 volt. Um, that's... uh, And that was kind of hard to get. And I needed it to do 6 volts so that I could charge Logan's uh, power wheels.
0: Ah, yeah. So but
1: yeah so that that's uh that's where we're at on that i guess <laughs> so, so people i like the day after that show came out i was getting invited to rc car groups and i know a bunch of guys posted stuff about it on the facebook group so i figured you know that seemed to be a hit we'll, we'll yeah. run through that again so Uh, But, yeah, we still use it all the time. Logan went through a phase there for a little while where he was terrified of it, but he's back to enjoying driving it and playing with it again, which is That's fun. So, so, uh, yeah. Um, While we were at Katie's mom's house, that is where the RV is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't take any better pictures of it because if you would believe this or not, Robbie, my phone was dead when I was looking <laughs> at it. No way! At 9 o'clock in the morning. No!
0: Because <laughs> I forgot to plug it in the night before. Everybody that listening is like, how could this happen? No way! Yeah. yeah. Your phone's dying? Yeah, it was.
1: I was as shocked as the rest of you are. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't have any better pictures of it, but I do... I can say, so we uh, we threw a battery in it, and uh, she fired right up, like on the third or fourth try, honestly, uh, which for a carbureted vehicle that's been sitting impressive. there for two years, then was built in the mid-70s. I can't be too upset about that.
0: <clears throat> that's actually so, a lot better than I thought you were going to tell. I thought it was going to be... Like, eh, it's yeah. okay. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah. But it's like the fact like that I it freaking it was started. Start, yeah, honestly,
1: that's... I was like kind of cheering for it not to start. And then <laughs> me being able to be like, nah, man, I'm just not going to deal with this. Like, <laughs> But it
0: started. And so now I kind of feel obligated almost. I don't know. Well, at least I'd, I'd say you're, it's a pretty damn good investment if it fired up that fast.
1: Yeah. So, uh, he was able, or I was able to talk to him finally, which, uh, he was a lot more informative than her mother, uh, believe it or not. Um, so he told me when he got it there that they, um, so it's got a generator on it. Um, they plugged that or they fired that up. They ran it just on like a, like a gas can with a hose ran down into it. Um, He doesn't know if the fuel pump works for it or not, but uh, the generator does run. Uh, It does run the air conditioner. The air conditioner that is roof-mounted still blows cold air, still works really well. Um, He has no idea whether or not the water system is in good operating condition. He has no idea whether or not the refrigerator is in good operating condition, and he has no idea about the stove. The stove I couldn't care less about. That doesn't matter to me nah, at all. You had, a, you had a grill. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know why they even put stoves in campers to be completely honest with you. Yeah, me either. But, uh, the, the fridge and the water system's a little more important to me. Um, I'm not super like if the water system's a total waste, it's just totally gone. I'm probably not going to try fixing it too hard because we're only going to go to either racetracks that have, that probably have showers and bathroom or showers and, and bathrooms, or we're going to go to, um,
0: like campgrounds campgrounds that have
1: showers or bathrooms. So I guess, you know, uh, if that doesn't work very well, it doesn't work very well. It is what it is. So, um, and it's just, it looks like just a regular, like slightly larger than dorm room fridge.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So I don't, I don't know if I could just go to like, Walmart and buy a new fridge for it and be done with it? I don't see why I couldn't, though.
0: No, I don't. the fridge is a fridge. That's kind of where I'm at on it. I think as long as you have the right dimensions, this should be just fine. And even if I don't, I'll just make it work. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, you could could make a bigger hole for your refrigerator. Yeah.
1: Well, as long as it's smaller than the one that's
0: there. No, no, you make the hole bigger. Well, that's fair. I could buy a bigger fridge, I guess. Just take the stove out and put it where the stove was. I definitely don't plan on using that stove ever, yeah, so who see? cares? Yeah, we could have two fridges. So
1: uh, it doesn't have any obvious water leaks. Uh, there was one above the cab, above the driving compartment where that bed is above the cab. Um, oh, originally, really? when he got it and he tore all the, the the trim off up there, found the leak, sealed it up, put all the trim back in, and it seems to be... Holding, there's no other water damage on the interior of the vehicle. It appears to be in good uh, shape in that regard. Uh, I really expected it to be like a rusted out piece of shit underneath. It looks pretty solid considering its age. Uh, Like the front doors for the van part of the motorhome, they're a little rusty, but like the door frame is in good shape which I expected to be rusty and it wasn't uh, the frame of the vehicle and the floor of the RV or of the camper section of it looks to be pretty solid yet, which I was surprised by. So it's in, it's not pretty. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a project pretty, but it's in way better shape than I expected it to be, which I was happy about, but at the same time kind of bummed out about because now I'm kind of stuck with it. Like I actually have to go through this. So I was really, Partially hoping that it was going to be absolutely total loss, shit, and I'll be <laughs> like, "Nah, man, just take it to the dump. I don't care." But that's not really the case. It's actually in pretty decent shape for its age, and um, is certainly workable. So I think I'm going to end up taking
0: it. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I think so, I think it's a good project, and it sounds like if it's in half the condition that you make it, just sound like it is. It's what money well spent. I'd, I'd say yeah. that uh you could worst throw,
1: case scenario I, that generator by itself is worth a good bit more than I'm giving him for
0: it. Yeah. And uh I can just throw the rest of it away. Yeah. No I I think you a if you, few if you hundred to you know a couple let's just say let's call it 2 grand. I, I'd say they go a long ways to making this be exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, so he told me
1: that he put new uh, valve cover gaskets in it and put a few other little things in there. Um, it's the the distributor as a vacuum advance style, and I don't really know enough about that to really explain to you what that means, but I know that it advances timing when you give it gas, and it uses vacuum from the carburetor to do that, and uh, that mechanism is rusted or bound up and needs replaced but my understanding of it uh based on me telling my dad that and him not saying that i needed to throw away the distributor and buy a new one is that i can just fix that inside of the distributor and i don't have to buy a new one nice so just buy a rebuild
0: kit and fix it i figure you just bring it to your dad's house and he's got to have like six of them lying around just toss it in
1: well, so it's a Ford. And it's oh, not, his, he, yeah, if it was a Pontiac. If it was a GM product, yeah. I'd probably be fine. But uh, <laughs> it's a Ford, and so that's probably not going to happen. Ah, shoot. But the good thing about that is that if it were a GM, the distributor, distributor would be on the back of the engine. But since it's a Ford, it's up front where I can get it.
0: Nice. See, this so. whole thing is just falling together. Things are so. just working out.
1: Yeah, I guess that means I <laughs> own a camper.
0: So I am a C-class citizen now. That's awesome. I like it. So. So is this going to your house for the winter project or is this going No, it's for going a to, uh, so it won't fit in my
1: garage. It's physically taller than my garage doors are.
0: Oh, shoot.
1: So that's not going to work for a winter project at all. No. So it is going to my grandparents' house. Uh, well, not my grandparents' house, but. Uh My grandparents own some farmland outside of the town that they live in, and there is a large machine shed there and uh there's ample space for that to be stored in there for the time being nice so it's going to stay there for the winter and then uh probably come home with uh to me in the spring where we can start working on it when it's warm enough outside to work on it so
0: yeah that'd be cool get it done just in time to take it to grid life.
1: Well, we'll see. So, uh, that being said, I just got a couple of little things. Um, this weekend, I went to my dad's house in Missouri uh, and my dad lives just like 20 or 30 minutes from the local drag strip. So, um, we kind of debated back and forth and hemmed and hot about whether or not he was going to take his vehicle and go racing, uh, but ultimately decided that it was that nearly a hundred degree heat indexes were just more than he felt like dealing with. So we didn't actually go and drive, but uh, later on in the evening we went um, to watch. And so um, I took my kid. This is the first um, drag race that he's been to where he's kind of old enough
0: to have an opinion on it. Did he like it? So I guess how many he's been to a few, hasn't
1: he? This, I think is his second time he's been to a, well, third time he's been to the drag race okay. to the drag strip. But, um, the last two times he's, he's been quite a bit younger and, and really didn't, you know, this was the first time where he was like old enough that he could kind of pay attention and understand what's going on around him. And then he's not there just like in his own little world singing to himself. <laughs>
0: was well, is, fi- so, is he finding like all the blue cars, like Crusher and...
1: Yeah, so he was... <clears throat> I was trying to get him to like guess which one was going to win and stuff like that, you know? Like, oh, way. is it going to be the red car or the black car? Red's his favorite color, so it's always going to be the red car type deal. <laughs> um, and he was kind of playing along with that, but um, he is the biggest pansy on the planet when it comes to loud noises.
0: Oh, him and my dog would get along, go hide the other...
1: Yeah, so, um, we had him, he was wearing, um, ear protection. Yeah, of course. So, um, and that, you know, with that, he was fine. He, he enjoyed it, so, uh, we were there for a while. Uh, it was supposed to be jet car night, um, but thanks to some assholes who refused to use the trough in the bathroom and my four-year-old trying to do potty training, uh, we had to leave early. Oh, great. So, Cause there was a line when I took him to use the bathroom because there's a bunch of guys who were all worried about somebody staring at their penises while they're using the trough. <laughs> so they wouldn't do it. Like people care. I just whip it out, man. Who cares? But I can't do that. He's like, I'm not going to hold him up, you know, because that trough's like
0: yeah, of chest
1: height on him. So I'm not I'm not going to hold him up while he's trying to pee in there for the first time. He's going to learn how to pee standing up. That's not going to work. No, no, that's not going to So gonna I was work. trying to wait for the one stall that was in there while well, there were three or four other guys in front of me waiting for the stall as well. But <laughs> none of them were using it for that purpose. They were doing it because they were too embarrassed to use the trough. That's so the, weird. So while standing there waiting... My kid not understanding what's going on, wet himself. Oh, so we had to go home. That poor kid. I was not happy. That he was sucks. Not, I mean, he thought I was mad at him. Obviously no, of course I'm mad not. At him.
0: No, it's not his fault. But uh, yeah, I was. I mean, not he was, happy he was, he was in the bathroom. He was doing everything he was supposed to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I can't I was, be mad at him.
1: I was less than happy about the whole situation, though. Oh, so that unfortunately, sucks. that cut our night short. We didn't get to watch the jet cars or anything like that. Well, shit. So.
0: That's too bad. Well, you would, so, uh, that's so, uh, I'm sorry, I'm still hung up on that, I think it's fucking weird, because like, let's just say you go to an Iowa State football game, and yeah. every, every guy that's in that bathroom is equally drunk as every guy that's at the drag races, and it's like, they're touching shoulder to shoulder for like, 50 fucking feet. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Just dick swinging, man, like, it's, it's a bathroom. Everybody's seen it before, It's all the They're all the oh, same, it Who not Who cares? Matter.
1: If you see one, you've seen one, you've seen them all. I don't get it either, man.
0: Like, nobody's oh, in there gosh. trying to scope out the competition. Not at the Drake strip, man. It's fine. Just go. Do your thing. Just stare at the yeah, wall. I it's was, fine. I was, yeah. Like everybody else in there. Just look it up. The, look at the ceiling or look at the wall.
1: Yeah. It's, it's back in Like everybody manic- else. <laughs> assholes. Oh,
0: God. that's People ain't no good. You're telling me. So Let's anyway, yeah. <laughs> a weird penis tangent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bathroom etiquette. tangent. I don't
0: know, man. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh,
1: this weekend I did get to drive, uh, the international pickup truck that my dad had bought that we talked about here yeah. a couple of weeks ago. what do you think um, of it? It's great. I love it. Uh, it's still choked, which I struggled to c- catch on to there for a little bit. I got it. I, uh, you know, I, I choked it out a little or, uh, to get it started and, and took off down the road and forgot to shut it off. Oh. i like, man, this shit. thing idles high, dad, You're like, driving like shit. <laughs> I was, it was me and Katie and Logan. and We were just cruising around town. And I'm like, man, I gotta ride the brakes everywhere I go on this thing. It kind of <laughs> like, that's Idol. annoying. Idles at 35 but, miles an hour, but I, you know, it is what it is, you know? And I get back to the, to my dad's house and pull up to him and, and uh, shut it off. And he goes, you would know, run a lot better if you shut that choke off. Like,
0: <laughs> yes, it would. Damn it. Damn I, it. I can't laugh at you. I wouldn't have a freaking clue.
1: <laughs> so, totally forgot about that, but it, it was fine. It, ran, it, it runs good, cruises down the road just, I mean, as smooth as, as a 60s truck can be expected to. Yeah. So,
0: well, that's good.
1: But no, it was, it was nice. It's. It's a it's a
0: cool little truck to drive. So Logan thought it was neat. That always helps. So, is that a bench all the way across? You betcha. Nice. I like my bench seat.
1: Absolutely. That was back when when they did that sort of thing still, which
0: is great. Hey, my truck's so a, my my truck's a bench. My first car had a bench. Ah oh, man. I know I'm like could, weird, you, I'm the weirdo that likes the bench seat in the front. You could like comfortably go, dude. It's great for dates. Fuck like, yeah, Sunday. You Sunday could comfortably go yeah, three
1: wide on the front. Yeah, you put your arm around your chick. It was yeah. great, dude. I like it. Yeah, it was awesome. Then I got my Cavalier or my Escort, I guess, and the damn shifters in the way, and it's just yeah, heck. no. So, but uh. The only other thing I got, I think I actually may have sent you the wrong picture. Uh, I never got to go there during the day to take pictures of the actual car. Okay. Uh, so I googled it, and I think I realized here that the one I sent you is a two-door, not a four-door. Uh, the picture you sent me is uh, a two-door. There's this There's this '80s Mercedes Benz. Okay. That is at a at a dealership in my or in the town next to where my dad lives, and um. Back in the day, as it were, there was a company called Koenig. They're still
0: uh, like the real company or a different company.
1: Uh, spelled the same, but I'm pretty sure not the same company. Okay. Um, but they built like these wild, uh, almost um, like rocket bunny style cars. But they were building them in the 80s.
0: Okay. 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 Got,
1: yep. And so these things are like they're not they're not uh, they're not too common anymore, and they're kind of valuable actually. I keep, so um, that one is the one that I saw.
0: I'm, I'm pulling up just a random picture. It's a four door, so whatever. Yeah, this the is one a, I think is a five sixty.
1: Kind of I think it's a four twenty.
0: Oh, so I the, think the five sixties are all two doors. No, the five sixty SEL is a big four door. Based on this picture, okay, I'll see what. I can well, then maybe it is a five sixty.
1: Uh, there's I'm a. I'm not oh. sure if it, but it is an AMG. Okay. Uh, it is the most cocaine '80s, hilarious, amazing, awesome thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and I desperately want it.
0: Okay, I'm going with five sixty because so it works. But
1: the the side. This, the rear side skirts kind of have like the Ferrari testa Rosa, like yep. strikes
0: like halfway, okay. halfway down the door.
1: Yep. Halfway down the rear door. Yep, And it's got big, big lip dished wheels. And Oh dude, it's so cool. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that know what a Koenig special looks like. Um, this one is the rattiest of ratty, and it is a real pile of trash. What color? It desperately is it? needs. Uh, it's white. Oh. Desperately needs a rebuild. But when I was looking at them online, I found them for anywhere between twenty and two hundred and twenty thousand dollars.
0: Oh boy. What do they want for this? So one? Uh, it, it had has- a
1: sticker on the window that said, "This vehicle
0: is not for sale." Then, why
1: even have it out? I just don't think that they have been able to put it away.
0: Ah, so it's um, such a unique car I mean you don't you don't see those. I'm sure it's not your thing if I had to venture to guess it's it's more my thing than you would realize, but still not really my thing because it's kind of ricey, yeah, yeah, it is. I could have a lot of fun in these cars
1: dude i would I would love it and my, my dad doesn't get it. Katie doesn't get it. It's fine though. I
0: want it. You would look good in this.
1: Oh, dude, it's so cool to me.
0: And it would confuse everybody.
1: I think it's sweet. I would love it. So I think it's a V eight. Um, although back in that era, that you may have been able to get V twelve Mercedes Benzes. I'm not sure if that one is or not. It has no badges indicating what it actually was built on. The headrests say 420 SEL on them. I don't know if that 420 is a haha joke, probably, or if it's really a 420 <laughs> SEL. It's hard to say.
0: I was gonna say if it anything that's 420 showing up on here does not look like what. Oh, here's one. Oh, that's even worse. Oh man, the 560. I think it looks pretty good. 420. This no, it looks like shit. But that matches exactly what you're describing though. Now <laughs> yeah, yeah. the 560 looks good. I'm into that. The 420 no, not at all.
1: So that one was a four-door. I don't know if you can get them as two-doors. Um it seems like the 560 can be had as a two-door it looks like. So I don't know. I just I think it's so cool. Because it's so ridiculous and it's so painfully eighties,
0: I just love it. I want it so bad. Someone needs to find so, you one of these, you need it. This would be a great daily driver for you. That would be a terrible
1: daily driver uh, great it'd be great
0: it'd be balling. terrible you daily would be a driver ball and so hard, so hard people but it be, would be they wouldn't even know.
1: I doubt that it's reliable. It's probably gets terrible gas mileage and I put a lot of
0: miles on my vehicles. We it's, don't we don't care about miles per gallon. We care about miles yeah, per. Yeah, I do though cuz no, I got to get don't. to
1: work every day, it's man. Fine. We get more gas every day. This one that sold for 2 or the one that was for sale, I should say, I don't know if it really <laughs> sold for it or not, but for, was for sale for 220 grand uh had a A center console with a refrigerator built in and all kinds of ridiculousness. I
0: think more cars should have refrigerators in them. Alligator door panel inserts. I approve.
1: Uh, Snake skin,
0: alligator skin, I'm all about it. It's white
1: with either snake or alligator skin inserts. And then the the carpet is red flannel. Yeah, I'm in on that. But the seats, the headliner, the primary color for the dash and the doors, all white leather. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a real atrocity, man. I, atrocity I means beautiful. I'm, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's kind of funny to see that thing in small town Missouri.
0: You know, that was not that would not be where I'd be expecting it
1: yeah exactly. so I would love it. It would be the best the best little toy uh, i it, it needs a full restoration uh it was starting to rust around where the wheel wells or where the fender flares are, which I assume are fiberglass, which I also then assume means that there's oh boy uh there's no fender left underneath
0: it you yeah, that's a safe assumption yes
1: so like it needs a complete restoration it's pretty well trashed yikes which is a real disappointment but uh it was cool and it's just one of those things that like when you get to see that's not something you see every day you know so hopefully i can get back there in the daylight get some pictures of it yeah i would be interested to see what it's kind of in it's kind of in a dark corner i just couldn't get any pictures
0: that were worth plus your phone was keeping no my phone wasn't dead actually you liar It was at like no percent. I got a brand new one. Phone? Yeah. Jeez, money bags. got a new phone. I had to. I haven't had a new phone since I bought a Samsung Galaxy S5. Five.
1: Well, so they released this new one called the SE, which is basically, I think, uh, an iPhone 7 that they just changed the name of. And what I had before was a 7. And so that's what I got. Oh Like I didn't I didn't even have to get a new Um Case Nice It's the same Like old wore out 1010's podcast golf case
0: Perfect I have my mom's (laughs) hand-me-down Galaxy S7 Nice
1: (laughs) Usually Uh It's the kid Handing down to the parent When it comes to Technology
0: I'm the But not Not Robbie No Back in my day They gave away phones for free With new plans That was a good time I like that. I don't. Like, just, I don't like paying for phones. I want a free. Now they just lock you into a payment plan for Infinity, and they yeah. just roll it into your uh, your co- phone plan, and you don't even know any difference. And it's it fine. costs it costs more expensive than your computer. I miss I miss the flip phone days when it was like nothing. Like it was like a thirty dollar phone. It was great. I get it. Life was simpler then, Adam. You know what drama you had then? None. You know what drama you have now? Congrats. Oh no, dude! I, I had tons of drama. I was in high school. Yeah, not not that's that's not real drama. No, that's fair. It's not like now where you're pissed off all time. That's fair. But I felt like it was real. Yeah. But then now it was like life ending stuff, man. Yeah, we were like mags. We're at school. and We wanted to be skating. Well, uh, that's fair. <laughs> like now, I'm at work and I want to be skating. Yeah, but then I got a phone,
1: and all of a sudden, girl drama became a thing I had to deal with. Oh, yeah.
0: Mama said don't trust these hoes. And she was right. Mama was right. <laughs> Should we do it? the news? Yeah, we might as well before we spiral. Uh, as always, our news is presented by Apex Pro, com. They have the lap timer plus, plus video recording as part of their subscription service of their app. So if you have their app, you can also get their um Lap Timer Plus subscription and it has all this extra data, and you can overlay the the data and stuff like that over your video from the um, through the app. I honestly have not a lot of experience with it. I've just kind of seen their videos and seen what it does, but uh, I I know that a lot of people do that. It's like on the YouTube videos and stuff. So this is actually a really cool feature. So Apex Pro is really coming along. They have their their lap uh, timer unit, the Apex Pro, which again, if you use our our code, you can get a free window mount when you uh, go on the website uh, the code is 10 tenths. Uh, they also have the OBD2 scanner or the like the logger that you can pair with the app and that was actually what I was going to do like I was when I, if I couldn't get my wiring harness back together and have my cluster work I was just going to get some sort of way to hook up my iPhone to have the OBD2 unit from them and that was just, like that was just going to be yeah. good. that was going to be it like I, I'm not going to spend any more than what the Apex Pro has for their uh, OBD2 data, and then that goes straight into the app, so you can have your your um, your your predictive lap timer, your OBD2 data, and your uh, oh, excuse me, then your your normal lap timing and and data uh, logging stuff. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Andrew and Apex Apex Pro. So ApexTrackCoach.com, um, you should go there.
1: First up. Uh, Everybody's favorite racer and TV personality, Tanner Faust, sets a land speed record
0: with a 700 horsepower minivan. So that's what Michael's been up to. (laughs) Stops doing doing the podcast, goes back to being Tanner Faust, and now he's driving Uh, minivans. He's changed. That makes makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. uh, We've never seen them in the same room, and we haven't seen Michael in quite some time.
1: Well, I But mean, now Tanner uh,
0: Faust appears to be coming back now that Michael has disappeared more. I'm just saying. It all adds up, man. Yep. It all adds up. So this is not your average minivan, first of all. What's the Mercedes minivan that's not a minivan?
1: It's an R63 AMG, which comes with a 6.2 liter V8 that made from the factory five, 450 horsepower. Not, uh, not and small. And then... Somebody put a supercharger on top of it, and it now makes 672 horsepower and 662 pound-feet of torque. That's a lot, like a lot, a lot. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so he ran through the standing mile at 160, a little over 165 miles an hour.
0: That is booking it, which is hilarious. I think it's got to weigh so, up what five thousand pounds. Yeah, Don't you probably. think? That's a heavy, yeah, heavy vehicle. Because it's well, the R the R, uh, R sixty three is a minivan, but it doesn't have sliding doors, so it's technically a wagon. Yeah, I would call it a wagon. So it's not really a minivan. a minivan. So there is an R
1: sixty three AMG in Des Moines. I've seen it multiple times. I parked next to it at the zoo once. <laughs> <laughs> parked next to it because I was hoping to meet the madman and give him the like. You know that that nod where you're like, I know, and he'll know that I know.
0: Yeah, but we don't have to say anything. You know, it's it's the same it's the same nod as when you see a celebrity in public, but you're not that type of person to go bother them. You just kind of like right. you meet eye contact. You meet eyes and you just kind of like you just tilt your head a little bit and give them that that nod. Like I know you. Yep. Yep. Same nod. Yeah, I agree. So. He did
1: this at uh, at the Sandhills Open Road Challenge, which is held in Nebraska.
0: And uh, say Bill's done that a handful of times.
1: Bill has done that with the with the STI that you were supposed to be in for one lap. Um, it's one the, lap with the this one year. the one that I so, helped
0: rebuild the engine.
1: I know uh, a few of or a, a few of my friends from the Sioux Falls area that run in that every year. So. I think that's kind of like one lap where um, it's it's very much like a, a family of people that run it. Yep. Like everybody that races it every year is like they're all, you know, friends and like, you know, it's it's one of those atmospheres.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it and, looks uh, like it's a really, really It's very fun hard event. to get into, I think. Right. I think that's true. So,
1: but I think here in the last two years they added a standing mile on top of their open road, road rally sort of high speed thing and um, yeah Tanner Fowles took advantage of that and set, was kind of frankly a silly world record
0: Yeah, because it's got like an asterisk next to it, it's like street legal minivan speed record Right
1: So uh, because the local radio stations uh, that played my morning show uh, it's been turned into sports talk radio. The only morning show that I can stand anymore uh, if I have to listen to a radio show is Bob and Tom yep, which I don't love very much but it's the best we have right now, which is really sad yeah um, and because they have no sports to talk about um, they've been doing this like where um, they'll talk about people who set stupid Guinness world record. Things and I just there's so many of these that are just like asterisk, asterisk, asterisk behind it to get so detailed and defined to be able to claim it as a record
0: yeah it's just like just like patents I mean there's a I can't remember it was like an article saying that there's truly only like seven real novel ideas and everything else is some sort of like copy from that yeah and that's basically what every record is like technically its own record because it's slightly different than the other record that it wasn't better than. Right. It's like, yeah, it's it's the fastest minivan street legal standing mile aster, aster, aster. Right.
1: <laughs> and they have it because nobody cares enough to try and keep it from them.
0: Yeah. So that means we have so to, it, we have to go meet it obviously. Well, just gear it up a little bit. Uh, there's a guy,
1: the guy who runs Busy Moto. Uh, he has a, I think, twin-turboed Honda Odyssey that makes a thousand horsepower. But is it street legal? Yes. Okay. I think it's even California street legal. Dang. Right. That's that's challenging. Uh, and he six-speed swapped it. Ooh. Yeah, and he should go out there and just
0: totally smash this record. Absolutely, assuming I feel he like one sixty five isn't that hard to do, right? Not with six hundred horsepower, but yeah, almost seven. I, I think if you yeah you get decent gears in it, I mean, Dalton's could do that in fourth gear from st- sitting still <laughs> from a stand. It doesn't have to shift yeah. it once; it just stays in fourth gear. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, Robbie, I just love how much you kind of hate that car. But I love it. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I allo- really kind of hate it. Yeah, I'm not allowed to truly love it because that's bullshit. <laughs> it's
1: unfair how much better it is than the car I chose. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of things that are ridiculous, Hell yeah. Mercedes AMG. And Louis Vuitton,
0: no, have teamed just the designer from Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton has nothing to do with it.
1: Well, okay. I fair. don't know.
0: I don't know why they thought they'd throw it out there.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Uh, team up to design a AMG G sixty
0: three, air quotes, race car <laughs> for a charity auction. Yeah. So they made one, and then they're making a copy, and they're selling the copy. But it's really... And it looks... I didn't think it was real. I thought it was a model.
1: Yeah, the the pictures look like a model. It looks super fake. It looks like a, a little toy.
0: Yep. Yeah, so it's got, like, super wide fender flares and, like, really big over-the-top wheels and tires. And then what's really weird is... It, it they, they have
1: window nets and all six windows. Yep. Which is very strange.
0: And then it's, like, uh, they painted it... F- uh, matte white, and then just sanded through it down to the primer. So it's like, it looks like a really shitty paint job. But oh, like, shit, I
1: thought that was a reflection from the picture.
0: No, 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 no. They painted it, and then, like, sanded right through it.
1: Oh, I thought that was a reflection in the picture.
0: No, sir. No, sir.
1: Oh, that's even dumber. Uh-huh. That This is worse than it, I thought it was to begin with. And then the interior's Weird. So they took electrical tape and made X's across the fake headlights. Yep. And they did the same thing with red electrical tape over the vents for some
0: reason. I don't think that's tape, though. It looks like it's uh, plastic.
1: No, it's probably some sort of plastic or, or like, red-stitched, you know, like the same thing they make the door poles out of.
0: Right. Or something like that, but it just looks stupid. It looks like they painted the fire extinguisher, so it's matte red, too. Then it's got like a a flat top and bottom steering wheel, which I'm sure is great to drive this vehicle in. It's a Formula steering wheel. Yes, but the Formula car only turns like 30 degrees in either direction to go lock to lock. Right. (laughs) Whereas this one, you're going to have to do a couple spins. Yeah.
1: but then so they, it's being sold for
0: charity. Yep, it's, at and Sotheby's. It's, it's an art piece. Let's be real here. It's gonna go for way more money than it should. It's a million dollar car, which is really upsetting. And it's fugly. It's so
1: ugly, dude. And like,
0: it's just, it's just, I have
1: said before, the Eddie car looks good as a race car, and I take it back. That's...
0: Maybe if, maybe, maybe if they brought to the track like one time, but like, it just doesn't look like it would do anything at the track. Nothing good. No, probably not. It's like a, it's like a, just like a, everything's like a A hot import night show car shit on it.
1: Yeah. It's stupid. The, the like baby blue accents of the
0: cage and I just, I don't get it, man. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange. It's a very strange setup. And why that of all things? I don't, I don't know. Maybe because they know the person that would spend this kind of money would buy this kind of car. It's just upsetting. It's stupid. It's absurd. I don't like it. Yeah, it's very so. weird. Uh, if you get a chance to go to the YouTube channel and check this out or go to the autoblog um article and check yeah. it check out the pictures. It's it's weird. The whole thing's weird.
1: Yeah. Up next, Jeep is installing solar chargers off-road in the Rubicon and in Mohab for their new plug-in hybrid
0: Wrangler. Which literally means they're putting charging stations in the middle of nowhere. Right. For their hybrid cars. Right. To advertise their electric cars. Right. The problem it's stupid. But the problem so, is it's so, the problem, it's so
1: weird. And like the people who buy who are gonna buy a hybrid Jeep are not the people who are taking them to Moab. No. They're the white chicks who live in suburban Des Moines uh-huh.
0: who are gonna take it to the mall. It's the problem is, every moron with a Rubicon driving the Rubicon Trail is going to stop and take a picture at this, and it's going to work like hotcakes, and they're going to sell <laughs> a shitload of them. That's what annoys me: is that this is going to work, and it's stupid. You're not wrong. That's probably true. Like I, I, I'm fine with like advertising the the torque, like like not focusing on miles per gallon, not focusing on the economy of it, just saying like, well, if you get this off road Rubicon Jeep. The added torque of the electric motor at at low speeds is, you know, extra great for rock crawling and whatever. But it's, yeah, to to have a charging station in the middle of nowhere doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. What And I've been saying this for years. When I was working at the uh, solar uh, panel place in Ames, yeah. they sold these solar panels that you could clip onto the top of your golf cart to charge your battery. And I looked at that and went, this is a great product. You never have to charge your golf cart. It just charges while you golf. Every electric car should have a solar panel roof.
1: Problem is, I don't think the, the amount of energy consumption from a golf cart is drastically less than what it takes to run a car. Oh, I agree. And the, and the distance you're trying to travel with a car is drastically larger and so I don't think we have solar technology
0: that can keep up. It even it doesn't have to keep up. Just has to like prolong. So let's say you add another hundred. I don't miles, even know that it really does that though. Or if you let it sit in a parking lot all day, it'll bring it back up to a hundred percent. It doesn't necessarily have to be a one to one, like if I'm driving it stays charged situation. But if it could actually make make your I don't know, lack of a better term, like make your tank last longer or charge it while you're parked rather than having to go find a station. That would be great. So like, instead of having to go find these charging stations in the middle of nowhere, you could just stop and charge. That's what Jeep should be focusing on. So Jeep
1: claims this this hybrid is the most capable Jeep they've ever made. Because not only does it get a... Claimed combined 50 miles per gallon and has an estimated 25 miles of electric only range, but also makes 470 pound feet of torque with only a two liter four cylinder because it has electric motors in it. And so it's probably a rock crawling beast.
0: It probably is for 22 miles.
1: Well, I mean, uh, well, so this is one of those where, like, you know how we we love the idea of supercars that have, like, electric engines used as torque fill and torque assist. I think this is doing the same thing.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So you don't run it on electric only while you're rock crawling. You run it on the hybrid setting where the gas engine is running and the electric engine is filling in the torque dips. And, and helping you along. So, yeah, but it's, it's kind of a brilliant little piece of machinery because it's the first one to market.
0: And they're marketing it correctly. Yeah, probably. And they're going to sell the ever living shit out of them. Yeah, probably. Now, if, if they would have hit, if they would have gone out and tried to advertise this as like this great fuel economy hybrid, it would fall flat on its face. Yeah, probably. But they know that every single Jeep needs to be the most capable Jeep. Last year's Jeep needs to be less capable than next year's Jeep. And vice, you know, for forever and ever. The next new Jeep has to be more capable in one way or another. So that whoever had the 2019 Rubicons are going to trade it into their 2021 Rubicons. (laughs) Because it has 14 more extra torques. It's the most capable. Your Rubicon from last year is junk. It's not the most capable. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you're not wrong though. But it's it's like,
0: man, I don't know. Give me that seventy thousand dollar Jeep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you're not far off though. The hybrid price has,
0: has to be seventy all day for the long. hybrid one. Hell yes, man. It's 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 minimum is fifty six. Maybe not all the way up to seventy, but I'll I'll bet it's in that range 50, 56 to seventy is my guess for what a hybrid Rubicon costs. And if
1: Ford doesn't have a hybrid Blazer, they better be or like scrambling to get it put together.
0: they not Blazer, sorry Bronco, 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 Bronco. Yeah, Bronco. I thought they I thought they did. They had that. Band, I have no idea. They?
1: I've there's so much going on with around that thing that I have given up trying to keep track
0: of it. Until I see one on the street, I, yeah, I really don't care. Give so me we
1: prices. We have a former guest that has his order in on one. Oh, really? Yes. Uh Luke with Lifestyle Off-Road. When we talked to him oh, yeah. and the boys down at Zion.
0: Yep, I remember. He that.
1: sold his Xterra and has a down payment on a Bron- on a Bronco.
0: Nice. So uh according to Autoblog's website, the Rubicon Four Door 4x4. Has a retail price of forty two thousand. I don't think that's right. Nope, that's a Wrangler Limited. That's not a Rubicon. Nope, that's a Wrangler Limited. I'm sure it's more money than that. It Has to be. Yeah, that's just so. a, that's just a Wrangler no, Unlimited. That's yeah. It. No, it says it says Rubicon. That, I don't know. Forty two thousand for a Jeep it seems lower than I was expecting. Actually, that can't be right. Maybe I'm way off. That's to start.
1: You gotta start optioning <laughs> up though, man. True. It's the accessories that really get you in the nuts. Well yeah, that four thousand dollar winch. Yeah. And the cloth top and the hard top and the, the the I don't know whatever they get you for. All the custom lights and bullshit.
0: Well if you get the, the, the two liter four cylinder turbo, that's that jumps you up to fifty grand right off the start. Oh really? Yeah. Jesus, that's crazy.
1: That's so crazy.
0: I don't get it. Me neither. This starts at 297 so I guess you don't have to spend sixty on it. The Rubicon, Yeah, but find Rubicon. me one on the lot that's actually twenty nine grand. Oh no. And that's just the sport. You know what I mean? That's that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight levels, and sport is the worst. Rubicon, the best. If starting at 40,000.
1: They start at sport though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's where a lot of people end. Jeep starts there. Yep. Damn. They fancy. Yep. Sport, Sport S, Unlimited Sport, Islander, Willis, 80th Anniversary Edition, uh, Sahara and Rubicon. Those are your t- Islander, huh? I don't know what that is. I've never heard of one called that before. Me neither. But it's your so. fourth, it's your fourth worst option. Or your fifth best option, or fifth from the best.
1: I think that's all we got, Robbie. I think we done did
0: a show. We did a great show. The the best show. Right. We, this is the best podcast we've done all week. That's fair. So far,
1: yeah.
0: And it's the Week's best. Not over yet. It is the best podcast you listen to for the last hour and a half.
1: That's probably fair too, <laughs> assuming that you listen to it in one shot.
0: Well, I, I obviously cuz I mean once you start you don't stop. Everyone listens to the end. That's they stop fair. they stop what they're doing. They make their trips last longer. Once you start 1010s podcast, no, everything else just falls away. Like a can and, of Pringles? Yeah, you can't you can't just pop it without stopping. Once you <laughs> pop the fun don't stop? Is that the is that the title of the show? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it is. Yes, I think that's exactly what the title of the show is.
0: Wait till the entire, like, wait till the outro to say, "Here's the title." Okay, see ya. It'll be
1: like when uh, when we did that. We we had that show called Mandela Effect, and, we, and we it was casually like a, mentioned a, it
0: like one time at a, the end, <laughs> at the very end of the show, and like the YouTube did really well. the The fucked up thing was that people listened from. Like, for a two-hour episode, listen to the whole thing. Listen to us talk about Hondas and and minivans, and there's like a random episode, and then we get to the end, yeah, we, yeah. and we casually mention Mandela Effect, and then people get all mad because the whole podcast wasn't dedicated to it. Was like, what is this shit? The, the, the entire description said exactly what the show was about, and the 200 episodes before us... Nothing to do with conspiracy theories. Well, besides the random conspiracy theories we talk about.
1: Somebody like was legit mad at us in the YouTube
0: comments. I think and I
1: remember replying to him. You must be new here.
0: Yes, and they were. Oh man, the the YouTube's so weird. It's a very strange place. Yep. But I think that's it for this week. Um, we'll probably be back for another show next week. Probably. Sure. I'm going to say we'll see you guys next week, but I make no promises. So I'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye.